Hey, man, I need a fix. I need a fix bad. So you need a fix, huh? Oh, God, man, I need a bad. Hook me up. I got your fix. I got your fix right here. Jeep Junkies, we know you're jonesing for a midweek fix, so we're going to hook you up with a little midweek XJ Talk Show to tide you over. Hey guys, today we've got uh, Rory of RA Designs. You know him as the shift controller guy. He he makes those really cool little uh, uh, shifters for the uh, XJ um, automatic transmission so that you can uh, actually get in first gear. <laughs> and stay in first gear. Rory, thanks for joining us today, and, and especially on such short notice. Not a problem. Now, uh, as I was telling you before we hit the old record button, I'd like to start off with uh, getting to, to know the person. Uh, tell us about you and uh, uh, how you got involved in all this. Well, I've been kind of an off-road guy my whole life. I mean, I grew up on a farm and had motorcycles, and uh, we rounded up cattle with Jeep. So I was around Jeeps, you know, from day one. And uh, when I started uh, working for a living, I got into the off-road thing and did that and ended up building a Jeep back in the 80s to do the little short course racing. But as time went on, I uh, built my got into my second childhood when my kids were grown and started building another off-roader. And uh, I needed to figure out a way to uh, control the transmission without a computer. Um, I've got a background in engineering and uh, a machinist, so uh, I had uh, you know personal resources available, and plus a machine shop to build things in of my own. So then brings me up to building products. Wow! So it sounds like a cursed life to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. And you know, it's it's really strange. I guess they did it for for cost, and also too, there just doesn't really seem to be a big reason to to be able to uh, or to have to be in first gear all the time but it seems so strange that in such a capable off-road vehicle like uh, the Cherokee that you can't just put it in first gear and leave it there yeah there's uh customers ask me about that quite a bit and my comment is like let's look back to when it was designed and what it was designed for you know it was designed to be uh, honestly a yuppie mobile you know to go camping out into the forests with the family because you look at the options that were available, even the wood grain on the side gives it the family-type, <laughs> yeah. you know, off-road vehicle. So as time goes on, you know, people start, you know, they're running out of CJs to, to beat up on anymore. And here's this, a four-door that you can take out with, you know, and have air conditioning and a radio and a good heater. And, uh, you know, we, we as uh, off-roaders, you know, and, you know, embraced that and started modifying them so that we could go wheeling. Yeah, I know that's why we got ours, because uh, we were looking at a TJ at the time and then uh, uh, looked over there at that the bright red uh, XJ, and I, I said, well, honey, it's a Jeep, and it's a four-wheel drive, and we've got two little girls, so and uh, the rest is history. So, yeah, I can uh, I can very, very easily understand how that could uh, that could happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, I guess if everything was a, a perfect world, uh, it would you know have come with thirty-five inch tires and all the the proper suspension to fit and handle the that weight. But uh, they built it the way they built it, and, and of course, it left an opening for people like yourself to come up with alternatives. Now, this uh, this shift controller. We'll go ahead and get into this. This uh, shift controller, which 
I thought was a, a real good name. It's real short and it, it it's very accurate because it's it is it is a shifter, but it doesn't take the place of the shifter that's there. It's just a uh, something that allows you to uh, would it be safe to say further refine the shifting capabilities of the the me- mechanical shifter? Yeah, I would definitely say that's a good way to describe it. It so, puts the transmission control in the the driver's you know hands instead of the computer's hands. Now, um, is this a replacement for the controller, or does it work in in conjunction with the the computer? Um, It can work in conjunction with the computer. A simple switch that will let you choose one or the other is uh, fairly common with the guys. So uh, you can still drive it, you know, as your daily driver and let it shift by itself. And then on the weekend, when you get to the trail, flip a switch, and then you just have manual control for the weekend or the day while you're out wheeling. So that's pretty cool. I, uh, it's been a while since I, I read the uh, the details on the site. So this literally uh, would be something that you would have to shift just like a uh, manual transmission once that switch is flipped. Yes, yes it is. So that also, which is which makes sense, but that, that also is the good part about so that if you're uh, if for some reason your brakes aren't so good coming back down a hill, or you want to save your brakes coming down a hill, you can literally have that thing just leave it in first gear like you would a manual transmission so this is like the best of both worlds with with the exception of the the manual transmission uh being easier to work on <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> you don't think so well, i kind of like it because it's you know i've always had automatics i mean not the first off-roader i was a five-speed but after that i just kind of went to automatics and what i really always have liked about them and this is a debate that will go on forever was it I, I got one foot on the brake and one on the gas. You know, if I want to go up a hill and stop and get going again, there's no clutch. So I've always been biased towards the automatic side of things. But uh, the first gear thing is the huge one in the Jeeps. It's like like you described, coming down off of a grade, you know, you can just put everything in down in first gear and just let the engine actually do compression braking like you would in a manual transmission. Yeah, it really, it really sounds great. The reason why... I just remember when I was like 16 years old, I broke a synchronizer ring in a uh, uh, a transmission uh, on uh, my three-speed transmission on my Pontiac Ventura. And at, at the tender age of 16, not having any mechanical background, really any at all, I was able to open that up and replace that synchronizer. And it didn't cost me but probably maybe 30 bucks for the synchronizer and a few hours of my time. And so, uh, I guess I've been lucky. I've only had two automatic transmissions rebuilt. The first one cost me $750. That was back in uh, like the mid-80s. And then I had uh, the uh, the one in the Cherokee recently rebuilt, and it was $2,000. So I don't like automatic transmissions because they scare the hell out of me from a money standpoint. Yeah, you know, I've started tearing into them as a young kid, so I, I've Know, turbo 400 and c6s and realized they're not really as complicated as i thought they would be once i got them apart and i kind of like you added ex- uh, exposures to like jeep t90s to tear apart and i think the complexity of one of those is rivals what an automatic really is when it comes down to trying to get all the gears lined up and put bearings in and get things in the right order to get it assembled you know so and I would think a new trans uh, five speed would be wouldn't be cheap to rebuild by itself. You know, I've never priced one, but you know, I'm I'm sure they're not the bearings and everything and synchros and one of those are probably too too awfully inexpensive. 
Well, it's probably an unfounded fear, but I know that whenever I went to buy this Cherokee, I had asked him, I said, hey, uh, that's nice, but do you have one in a, uh, a manual transmission? Because the, the, the TJ was going to be a manual, and it, it, at least at that time, I had I had done four-wheel driving uh, uh, off-road stuff before, but it was in a full-size uh, Chevy pickup, and I really didn't know anything about it. That was before the internet. And I, I didn't know what I know now, and I certainly didn't understand the thing about uh, uh, it being a, a, an advantage to not having to mess with a clutch and all that timing issue whenever you're cl- crawling up uh, the side of a hill or certainly on rocks. It's nice to have the tra- automatic transmission handling a lot of that stuff for you. So my only downside to it was was that that fear of having to have the the big uh, the big paycheck or the big payout for the uh, the transmission to be re- repaired. And uh, you know I. I guess I shouldn't complain. The the transmission, the AW4, is a really nice transmission. And the only issue I had with it was it, it just wasn't uh, uh, going into overdrive. It wasn't locking, not locking up. It wasn't going into overdrive. So um, it's just something I didn't care for, and I didn't like the, the check engine light coming on, so I had it checked out. And I was able to afford to have it, have it repaired, but still, I just don't like that. I don't like not ha- having something that I can't work on. Uh-huh. I like the idea, and that's one of the reasons why that's all we have is Jeeps. We've got a uh, the 98 uh, XJ, a 99 XJ, and a 2003 TJ, and they're all basically the same drivetrains. And it's really nice from the standpoint that uh, I know those those vehicles, and I can make them go, and, and I can make them go in pretty short order. But but frankly, the TJ scares me the least because it's a manual. <laughs> right. But anyway, unfounded fears, perhaps. Yeah, the, the, other than that, the automatic's fine. Uh, it's really nice, and certainly having the ability to to switch into uh, the gears you want to go into is is great. Now you have uh, you have uh, I guess two two products at least one uh, which is uh, which allows you to to manually control or control manually the automatic transmission in all gears and keep them in, in whatever gear you want to put in, and then you also have a, a mechanical shifter as well. Is that correct? Yes, I have a replacement that'll bolt in, like for the Cherokees in the stock location. A um, little heavier duty, you know. There's no plastic in it, and that's what I kind of notice about the stock when they get sloppy after a while. And and uh, I, when my four wheeling experience was uh, mostly the used, worked on it all year to spend three months out of the year doing snow wheeling. So being able to go forward and back effortlessly was a, a real key feature to having a shifter. So uh, after a four-wheeling trip with some guys in Cherokees and realizing that uh, one guy was having a lot of extra trouble, that I just need to build a shifter that will allow the forward-reverse thing. And then in conjunction with uh, the shift controller, you can take off in any gear and then uh, easily go to reverse to back out of it and take off like in second, like kind of like what you would in a manual again if you wanted to. So that evolved the, the floor shifter that I sell. That's really cool. I'm going to have to take another look at this because I was my my rig is primarily uh, on road, and I've, I've kind of built mine as a expedition or um, uh, very seldom weekend uh, off road vehicle since it's my uh, my only vehicle to get me back and forth to work. Um, but uh, so I when I saw this, I, I looked at it and I went, "Oh, this is really cool. I got to have it." And then I went, "What what would I really realistically need it for?" And now that I'm hearing this stuff, uh, we could all get stuck in mud. And, you know, the back and forth thing in mud is exactly what we what we do here. Uh, I remember doing that several times when I was a kid, 
<laughs> in my my two wheel drive uh, car. So yeah, that was kind of the pain in the ass is r- rocking back and forth. And I can imagine uh, an automatic transmission you could actually get yourself into some trouble uh, missing maybe going up into uh, uh, park while and stopping the whole process. So I'm yeah. gonna have to have another look at these things. I, I mean, especially. Now that I hear that you have a, a whole replacement shifter, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Is there anything? Yeah, and, you know, it it still has gates for first and, um, to for the shift too in between, so you can you know actually have stops going from you know the the low the one two position up to drive, and then same going into overdrive. So there, you still kind of get that you know bang a gear feel, but then it's still like I say gated so that from the overdrive position you can go directly to reverse. I have a lot of guys ask me about, you know, what if you accidentally bump it into neutral when you're going down the road? And the uh, fortunately, the robustness of the AWS series transmissions—they have—they're not like the uh, the ones I grew up with, you know, the American ones. They have just a really aggressive detent system internally, so your shifter just doesn't really want to bump. You know, I don't think I've ever bumped mine, you know, in years and years of wheeling into into neutral because of the the internal details of the transmission. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm actually on the website right now looking at some of these uh, uh, shift controllers, and um, it reminds me. I don't know if you if you ever uh, watched the uh, disaster movies. The uh, um, gosh, what was it? Um, I can't even remember the name of it. Anyway, um, there was a, a character in one of these uh, movies that had a uh, a four wheel drive. And he had a custom transmission. It had like uh, five or six reverse gears and and three first gears or or something like that. And a cop was trying to commandeer his vehicle after this big earthquake. And uh, he uh, he basically was taking the the four-wheel drive away from him. And he got in and he tried to drive it and he couldn't drive it. So he made made the owner of the vehicle drive it for him. And this reminds me a lot of that because you could literally uh, disable the shifter completely in your Cherokee and put in one of these controllers, and even though they're very simple to operate, for somebody to jump in the vehicle and and try to go, <laughs> it would be it could make it very difficult, especially for like the wife or kids. You could you might actually even be able to uh, to keep your vehicle from uh, being stolen or at least not driven away very fast. Yeah, the uh, transmission has a default uh, mode that if you pull the shift lever down into the floor shifter and clear back into one, two, it goes into first gear. So that that's kind of, you still could, you know. <laughs> if all else fails, you get first drive and overdrive, you know, mechanically on with the floor shifter. So it's not totally foolproof as far as uh, preventing, um, you know, somebody from running off in it. So. No, nah, no, it's not. I don't want to say that it's a... A theft preventative, but it certainly would make know. it. It would certainly make it more difficult. It would be uh, uh, irritating for them, and and actually, they might look in the window and see see that and go, "What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to the next one." So anyway, I was looking at the the Rail Two and the the Baja Two. Now, the Rail Two, it looks like a, a like a side add on, uh, like you would just put on the side of the console. Oh, and I, and I yeah, do. That's what most of the guys do, exactly. And I do want to mention that this these things work for any vehicle that uses uh, this transmission. So they're not all called AW4, though, are they? No, they're... Uh, um, they all have the same, pretty much the same ID tag on them, but the manufacturers gave them different names. Oh, like, of course. I think the Suzus are like A44Ds, and uh, Toyota calls them A340s. So, you know, uh, I think there's a 
30-70LE that was an Isuzu or another Isuzu one or something. So they have different names, but uh, as far as what the manufacturer called them. So. so like your website says here, for Jeep, Toyota, and Nissan automatic transmissions. So you would just need to make sure that it was one of the one of the uh, vehicles that had this uh, this type of transmission, and then you could uh, use one of these controllers. Now, yeah. on the rail two shift controller, is that just the uh, just the is that all you need, or do you have to buy something more to go with that? If you just want to do first through fourth shift control, that's all you need. It'll wire in either into your system with the switch or standalone, you know, directly to the transmission, and you can control first through fourth. Three wires. It's really simple. And and would this, uh, when you say if that's all you want to do, I'm assuming that means if you want to manually shift it, all, this doesn't include the ability to switch back and forth from the TCM? No, that'd be a switch. I mean, I sell switches, but um, I, I tell people, too, what switches you can use just because not everybody's going to want the style of switch I sell. So, you know, that's one thing about, you know, I'm ne- never going to tell somebody my stuff's the only way to go. I mean, I'm just not that way, so... Yeah, they're in the install instructions, which you can get on the website there and review them. It describes what type of switches to use for the switching between the two and for the torque converter lockup, too, if you want to put in a switch for that. So, so um, actually, uh, you guys, I, I, I'll have this uh, the links to the site and uh, the show notes, of course, but uh, you guys can't see the, the image I'm looking at. This looks like a, a nice big uh, block. Well, I would say big. I guess it really depends on the, 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 the size of the handle. It looks r- relatively small. Uh, but anyway, a nice block of uh, aluminum, I'm guessing, and uh, a nice uh, aluminum, well-crafted uh, aluminum handle. It really looks snazzy. <laughs> and uh, Is this something that, uh, that you're having made, or is this something you, you make in your machine shop? I make all that myself. It's really yep, nice. I make all those parts myself. Um, I have a pretty good setup, just fab shop with a CNC milling machine that uh, I built. I actually bought the CNC mill just to build rail shifters originally. That was the whole purpose behind it. So, you know, I, I wouldn't if if I had one initially, I would not know what to do with it. But even even that I don't, even though I know I don't have, I couldn't use it immediately, and I'd, I'd have to learn it, go through a huge learning curve. I still hate you for having one. Because <laughs> it sounds like it'd be a really cool thing to have. I mean, I, I know I paid. Uh, my dad used to be a machinist, uh, and he would make knobs and things at work and bring them home for use uh, that would replace things that were made uh, from factories made out of plastic. Uh-huh. And uh, we've had a handle on our microwave. Uh, you know, one of those built-in things. That handle has broken a couple of times. Lots of kids here, so. They break that plastic handle, and that damn plastic handle is thirty-five freaking dollars. And I think every time I've replaced it twice now, and I think every time I've replaced it, I'll tell my wife if my dad was still alive and still working as a machinist, he could make me one of these out of <laughs> the probably titanium, and we'd never have this problem again. There you go. So I could definitely see a, a use for it. You know, it'd probably be <clears throat> those things are probably five, ten, fifteen thousand, maybe even more. And I, but I would save me thirty-five bucks. Yeah, but then there's all the other neat stuff you can build too at a whim, you know. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I've been wanting to build something uh, using uh, uh, a router, one of those uh, little stepper motor type things where you can, uh, yep. you know, that that type of deal. But uh, anyway, I don't have enough room for the stuff and time for the stuff that I have, uh, especially with the Jeep involved. Anyway, so the uh, 
the Baja 2, uh, I don't want to try to step through all these things, but I'm looking at them and, and questions are being generated. The the Baja 2, is that the one that is the, the, the direct replacement for the one that's in the console? No, no, that is the race version of the rail shifter, the little one. What happened was, um, right after I got going, um, a guy called me up and said, hey, I've got this Jeep Speed Desert Racer. Would the, your little rail shifter work in there? And I said, no. It's just that's not what you're going to want for desert racing. He goes, well, could you build me one that would work? I said, well, yeah, I suppose <laughs> sure. I could. So I did, and he's still running it. I mean, he's, I mean, I see posts every now and then where it'll post on the Internet. It goes, yeah, I've still got the original prototype, and, you know, it's in my Jeep Speed and use it all the time. So that's really it really comes down to like a, a, a trail shift controller and a race shift controller is what it really is. So so maybe I misunderstood. Is there one that you make that is a direct replacement for the, the shifter that's in the Jeep? Yeah, that's I call that the rock shifter because of the rocking back and forth feature, you know, from first to forward to reverse. So Ah, there it is. I found it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, see, I was eyeballing that Baja, too. That one looks pretty cool, but now I understand why. So how long yeah. has he been running that Baja, too? Uh, three years, I want to say. Wow, Yeah. and no issues. That's great. Yeah, and that's one thing I've had. Um, the rail came out first, so I've been building those over four years now, and I've had one customer call and said that the switches were bad. And he said, it's my fault, open top TJ, you know, it feels full of mud, I hose it out with the hose, you know, it's just, it sees the worst things. And I said, well, here's the cool part, and this is kind of my whole design of anything I come up with, you know, I want to make it last as long as I can, but I don't want to make it expensive if you have to repair something. For $10, you can get that baby rebuilt. And the, the parts are available locally. Radio Shack sells the little switches that I use in there. And they're like three bucks a piece, and O rings, which you can get at any hardware store. And then you've got a brand, you know, a little soldering. You've got a brand new shifter again. That's great. That's uh, very wise uh, to so, use parts that are readily available from uh, pretty much anywhere in the country. Uh, of course, right. it, of course, it makes it easy now with the internet. You can always order. But if you if you got to have it today, it's nice to be able to drive down the street and get it. Yeah. So uh, we've we've talked about the the two different controllers. Is there uh, is there anything, um, gee, I'm trying to think, is there anything that maybe I've missed here? Some, some integral part of, uh, uh, why this is a must have item. I mean, uh, I'm sold. I just have to, uh, <laughs> figure out how I can slide it in here without the wife seeing it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just neat to be able to hold it in first gear. And I think that was the big thing that guys really, really was after, you know, um, the other thing is being able to start out in any gear, you know, and, you know, up until, you know, before, you know, if you're in low range or you're running a doubler, you know, so many guys are running doublers now, well, you can't take off in second or third gear if you oh, want to, yeah. like trying to climb up something. So this gives you the ability to do that. I mean, they make some, you know, there's a lot of guys that uh, have published how to, the first gear holdout switch wire in thing where you have a toggle switch where you can hold it in first gear, but... You know, that's, you know, a $5 switch, but then you still can't take off in second if you want to, and you can't take off in third or even fourth if you wanted to. So, you know, it's uh, it gives you a lot more features than just, you know, holding it in first gear. 
Well, and, and in my situation, I have to be mindful that this vehicle may be driven by somebody else besides myself. And I don't want to have to have a, uh, a checkoff sheet, you know, a run up sheet when you get to the uh, end of the, the taxiway before you pull out and take off and uh, all the, the checks that you have to go through. It has to be simple. It has to be intuitive. It has to be uh, available uh, intuitively for my wife or, or my girls to be able to drive. So having the ability to uh, flip a switch and all I have to do is say, uh, if you flip this switch or if you have problems shifting, make sure the switch is off or on or whatever, then that's going to be a lot simpler than going through all these gyrations of this, these special things. So I like that aspect of it, and especially like the idea of the replacement shifter, because to me, that's very intuitive because if you put it in first, that's what you're in. And if you put it in drive, that's what you're in. Yeah. So the, uh, so it was the rock shifter and, and you know, and, and I misunderstood that. I thought the rock shifter had to do with rock crawling and the rock shifter is actually rocking back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really, that's where it came from. I mean, that was just kind of, you know, that's what we were doing when the thought came to my mind that we needed one, you know, for the snow wheeling and like what you had described, you know, mud's kind of the same idea. So, uh, so, so came, you know, so, so, so it came about, uh, I've never really, you know, where we were at, the rock crawling really wasn't a thing, but that just seems to be, you know, the natural thing that people think of is it's for rock crawlers, you know? Yeah, of course. And it's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad way of looking. Oh, I need a rock shifter because I'm into rock crawling. So <laughs> that's not a bad uh, marketing thing either. Yeah. I've had a couple guys tell me, he goes, well, this means I can throw it into reverse and save myself from ro- flipping over. And I'm saying, uh, you can throw it to reverse, but I'd never tell you you're going to save yourself from flipping over if you can do it fast, you know? Yeah, you need reaction jets. I've I've come to the conclusion that you need computer-controlled uh, computer reaction uh, thrusters uh, on your uh, on your Jeep so that whenever it goes past a certain point, the uh, computer knows that you're in an intimate uh, danger situation and it corrects it for you. Yeah. <laughs> but that would take out all the fun of it, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then we would just be along for the ride, then, wouldn't we? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, 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 oh, I just I hate seeing Jeep rollovers, even if it's not my Jeep. I just hate seeing it. So, uh, so many of them, they're so pretty and so nice, and so much time, and then they wind up. If it's a Cherokee, it's it's uh, now it's time to to cage it because uh, it oh, ain't, yeah. it ain't pretty no more. Well, that's well, that's great. Now, is there? I know about the website. Uh, I don't know if you're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of that stuff. How would people uh, find out more about your product? Uh, the uh, The website is RA Designs Products. Did I say that right? I'm trying to see, yeah, Designs Products. So it's both plural. Uh, RA Designs Products dot com. And uh, are you on Facebook, Twitter, etc.? Yeah. Yep. There's a there's an RA Designs Facebook site too, and a and a subsite off that just for the rail shifter because that's you know really that's the the heart of the company is building building all those little guys so there's there's some pictures on there a few pictures and the the uh, re designs I I post some things up goofy things I'm working on that you know innovations that maybe never come to fruition but you can see you know kind of what I'm doing with creating new things like. Uh, I actually just put up some new pictures yesterday. I don't know if you're familiar with the art car winners type shifters. No. It's a very, very robust shifter that I've, I remember seeing them 
uh, like forever ago. I want to say when I was a kid, which was a long, long time ago, in the desert race trucks. Well, they just released um, one for the Jeeps and Toyota trans that Ace and Warner transmission. Well, the problem is there's still no there's three shift positions for four gears. So I figured out a way to put little micro switches in there so you can have four gears and with that with their shifter and I put some pictures up of all the little brackets and switches and how I kind of incorporated them in. So it's a Hopefully it'll come into a product, but I don't know yet. It's just something I wanted to do and try on my own, and that's—I guess—that's the heart of all this. All the products are—I use them. Um, you know, I build them for me, and then I just hope there's other people that have the same interests as I do. I don't build stuff just to sell it. I build it because I need it. So. Right. Well, those those I think are the most successful ones because uh, I think as we all find out as we. Uh, as we grow older, I think initially we think, well, this, this must be an original thought. Nobody else thinks like me. Nobody else wants to do things like me. And it's kind of a, a relief, uh, <laughs> when you find out that other people, uh, are interested in the same things. You have this, uh, camaraderie and something to talk to people about. And it's also great if you can, uh, uh, not only make a product, but have people willing to, uh, either, spend their time listening to you blather on and on like I do on this show or uh, come to a website like we have for xjtalk.com. It's like uh, I got this idea and wow, people are joining me. So it really must be cool whenever you actually physically take time to to mold and build something and uh, then people are willing to, to give you their hard-earned money for it. So that's got to be a great pat on the back every time you sell one of those. Yeah, it feels good to think that, you know, it was something I needed and I designed it and yeah, it turns out that you know, I'm making them, and people are using and enjoying having having that option in their vehicles. I think it's really cool that uh, somebody uses it in uh, desert racing, and uh, you know, they they trust you and trust your product to get them from point A to point B, uh, and uh, it's been doing so for years. So, like I say, I don't want to pat you too much on the back, make your head too big, but that for me personally, that's what I love about this this whole thing: uh, having people involved and. And uh, basically getting that uh, support, uh, direct or indirect, uh, it's just, it just feels good to, to be part of a community. Yeah, and there was, uh, you know, the King of the Hammers race was this last weekend, and I know there's a couple customers that were involved in that, too. So, you know, it's, uh, and I, I sell them all over the world, too. It's kind of kind of unique. It's just a real unique experience to know that there's guys in just about every continent out there that are running my products in their Jeeps and Toyotas and even a few Lexus guys are running these little rail shifters in them for their tuner cars, which is kind of a far stretch from a Jeep, but you know <laughs> yes. it's, it's the same transmission. So, yeah, you know what the hell if they want to use it, that's uh, and it works for them, great. So, no, I know I know what you mean. I mean, I I, I think of Jeep. Jeep is is a uniquely American uh, vehicle. Uh, it was a uh, a transport vehicle uh, used in, in World War II, and it, it's very American and. Once I started xjtalk.com, I knew that there was Jeeps elsewhere in the world, but I didn't understand that they have a similar following to what we have here in America. And it was really cool to see people from all over the world joining the site. And, um, it just, uh, so I can, yeah, I can well imagine it's, it's, it's neat that it was in your hands. You made it. And now it's, you know, in Japan or, uh, in Germany or any of these these other countries where these uh, these Cherokees are, we have a member uh, in uh, Christchurch, New Zealand, that actually um, 
<laughs> they get looked. He gets looked down upon because he he takes a uh, a Jeep Cherokee off road because they look at Jeep Cherokees in New Zealand like uh, maybe we would a Range Rover here in the states, but because uh, the the Cherokees are very common here, they're not common in New Zealand. So for him to take modify one and take it off road is like blasphemy. It's a very expensive vehicle. Why would you do that to it? You know, he's since he's since moved on to tearing up a TJ, but uh, we still love him and give him a hard time. I'm talking, of course, of uh, Wayne uh, for our listeners. Uh, I think everybody on the site knows CanTab27, one of our moderators on XJTalk.com. But, uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, Wayne can tear up a Jeep. Yeah, he, he's probably one of the minority because, from my experience, the the Japanese vehicles seem to have a lot more dominance in the New Zealand, Australia area. So it really makes him unique to stand out with a Jeep, I'm sure, among all those guys. Yep, and it cost him a lot more, too. Uh, he recently uh, tried to kill himself with his Jeep because uh, he had it off-road, was having some shifting problems, and he got up underneath it, and it uh, it, it tried to kill him. It tried to roll over him. So he's uh, he's had some bruised ribs here for the last several weeks. But, uh, oh, my yeah, I know. And uh, rookie mistake, and he was the first one to admit it. Uh, tell all your tell all your kids, he says, don't uh, never get under a jeep, <laughs> not off road anyway. <laughs> yep. Well, Rory, I really appreciate the uh, the interview again on such short notice. Um, and uh, Rory actually responded to a uh, an email that I sent out uh, to some of our uh, um, xjtalk.com members that hadn't uh, logged on to the system in a while. You know, if you if you're a member of several Jeep sites, you get these emails from time to time about, "Hey, we're missing you" and uh, that type of thing. So I try not to do that that often because I don't want to spam anybody. But then again, I don't want uh, people to forget about uh, the 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 website or the show. And uh, uh, Rory was kind enough to be one of the the few that responded, and I went, "Oh wow! Hey, how about an interview? I'd uh, I'd forgotten about that cool shifter type thing, and uh, and that was like Friday afternoon, and uh, Rory and I went back on back and forth on email a few times, and uh, here we are uh, right before the uh, the live show uh, here on Sunday night doing this interview. So thank you very much. We weren't going to have an interview this week, uh, Rory, so you saved the day. Oh great! Glad I could help out. <laughs> And uh, I'm gonna have to take another look at these uh, at these shifters because I can definitely see how uh, just being able to be in first gear uh, and keep it in first gear would be very handy uh, on any in the even in the limited times that I go off road. And I could also see that there would be situations uh, um, just as a daily driver where I could get off road, and even though I have a lifted uh, capable vehicle with uh, mud tires, I I don't have anything locked up yet. But uh, I could still see a situation where I would need to rock back and forth, and having the ability to do that easier would really be nice. So you guys remember that if you're thinking about, I'm not uh, any big-time off-road uh, wheeler, why would I need this shifter? It, uh, it might help you in more ways than what you, uh, what you think. And that's the, the rock shifter, which is the, the one I'm looking at. And uh, so you can uh, jump over to RA Design uh, Products radesignsproducts.com and uh, have a look at the rock shifter. Of course, I guess the, the rail shifter, too, would work out just fine. Uh, you would just need to put in a switch so you could uh, uh, switch in or switch out the uh, transmission control module. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Excellent. Yeah, And just like I said, was saying earlier, the installation documents are there, so it kind of gives you, you can review what you're getting yourself into before you get this in your hands and open it up and think that you can't do it and 
um, guys ask how tough it is, and I kind of compare it to wiring in a set of KCs. You know, I mean, everybody's, you know, wiring in a, you know, there's no relay, but wiring in relays and wires back and forth, you know, it's uh, it's a challenge, but it's not impossible. And so far, everybody's been able to do it. I have an ABA call up and say, I can't do it. I absolutely can't do it. i got to send it back. So, so we're, we're at 100% success rate from what I understand right now. I would think the installation on this time has to be uh, an hour or less, wouldn't it? Yeah, we we actually kind of timed one. A, 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 one of the few local guys when I lived in Washington came down, and uh, when we put, actually it was the first OBD2 Cherokee because the dash and consoles are a little different in them that uh, I built a, the rock shifter for. So we did a rock and a rail, and it really didn't take an hour, I don't think, to put to put them both in there. So uh, it was a pretty straightforward. It doesn't take long to take your console out, and four bolts hold your shifter in. So it, that part of it's pretty simple. And and the the all the wires that you connect to, uh, they're right there under the dash where the TCM is, correct? Yeah, they're either on uh, the newer OBD twos or underneath the steering column, and the older ones are underneath the glove box. Kind of a side note, um, it will throw a code on the newer OBD twos when you use it. So, so you know, the guys with vehicle inspections, I kind of warn warn them about that, and you know that uh, either have to have a code resetter or um, turn the key on and off multiple times to get the computer to reset so your your light goes off. So well, most of the guys seem to be pretty content with, you know, that. Some guys have tried to work around it, but I haven't heard of any success stories yet. So Well, I mean, it clears itself, though, doesn't it? Whenever you, uh, if, you if you're just doing normal driving, it'll, uh, it clears, the, the code will clear itself over, uh, I don't know, however many cycles, uh, won't it? Yeah, that's exactly it. And it doesn't affect the way your vehicle runs. It's just that your check engine light comes on telling you, hey, there was something weird with your transmission solenoid. You better look into it, you know, so. But, yeah, uh, it does correct itself. Yeah, I've lost control and I don't like it. Yeah, I, I got you. It's uh, but uh, we have uh, we actually have a post up on xjtalk.com for uh, twenty five bucks. You can get one of those little OBD two uh, tra- uh, 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 Bluetooth nubs that you can stick on the port, and uh, for a dollar ninety nine, you can get uh, Torque, uh, an application for Android and iPhone, and uh, you know and. Uh, 30 seconds later your check engine light is out and all the codes are cleared and then yeah i usually have to i usually have to drive about five miles uh before uh i go to get it inspected uh you know i've heard the 75 miles and the 50 mile thing and i've never had that situation i I literally will clear a code drive five miles and have it inspected and uh, as long as the check engine light didn't come back on in those five miles they they always pass it so uh, I don't know. Either the, it's the right place. Either I have a special place I go to, or it it passes enough of the uh, internal tests so that doesn't throw any red flags for them. Yeah, I don't, I'm you know not ever living in a state where that was required. I don't know all the idiosyncrasies of the inspections, and I think all the states are different. I hear some guys say that if it passes, there's no check engine light, and it passes the the sensors for the exhaust, you're good to go. Then. I heard somebody else said that they pl- actually plug something in to see if you've had any codes recently. So, you know, I, I can only guess. Yeah, in Texas, if it's a, an OBD2 uh, 96 or, or newer vehicle, uh, it, they uh, they definitely plug into the, the diagnostic port, the OBD2 port, and uh, read codes and stuff. But uh, like I said, um, I hadn't had any problems. But that's Texas, and that's uh, in Harris County, uh, uh, southeast Texas. So like you say, it just really depends on where – uh, oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, maybe I already read this. Are these things legal in California? Yeah, 
A lot of guys, that's probably, honestly, that is the biggest customer basis I sell them to California. So how they get around it, I don't know. You know, the older ones, it's not an issue because it doesn't throw a code. And, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, you know, like I said, the, you know, I went back about a year ago and kind of looked to see where I sold them. And it was, ironically, it was California, Colorado, and Edmonton. <laughs> that's interesting. I'm surprised yeah, you don't have more Texas customers. Yeah, it's just, you know, that was, that was the big players. There were those three, you know, so, but you, you know, he's. I don't know if that's that's kind of the metropolis of the off-roading anyway, I think. Yeah, so. yeah, you're probably right. There's a lot of sun, a lot of places to go off-road. I just wish the uh, uh, the politics and the taxes weren't so high. Uh, well, the, the politics aren't high, but they're uh, uh, disturbing in uh, in California. But uh, there's yeah. a lot of people out there, so to each their the own. the big thing is public land. You know, like where I live in Wisconsin here, there really isn't any compared to what there was out in Washington, Oregon, you know, Idaho. Um, I don't know how Texas is, but, you know, Colorado has a lot of national forests with trails in them. So same with, you know, Arizona and California, there's a lot of places to go. So, Yeah, that's true. That is very true. That would be nice. I remember we took a, a trip uh, right after I had lifted the, the Jeep. We took a trip, and uh, I'm not beyond just taking off into a field or off into the woods and we went out towards uh, West Texas. We were actually looking for fossils because I remember going deer hunting and seeing just fossils everywhere. And I wanted to uh, show my daughters. And uh, we drove around and drove around, and I couldn't find a fossil to, to save my life. But the thing that, that I noticed was fences everywhere. There might be a population of three in that county, but it's all fenced. It was just yeah. very disturbing to see because – my vision of Texas wasn't that. I've, I've, I'm from Texas. I've, I was born here. I've lived my entire life in Southeast Texas and haven't traveled a lot uh, inside of Texas uh, a few times. But it, it, I never remember seeing so much of it fenced like that. Beautiful country, all fenced. And, and to me, that's not um, that's not what Texas is about. It's more it's more open is what I, is the way I felt about it prior to seeing all this. But uh, oh well. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. There, it's changed a lot just where I grew up in my lifetime, too. So it's just, it's inevitable. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, land ownership. And I probably wouldn't like anybody tearing up my land uh, with vehicles either. But uh, uh, it sure would be nice if there was more places for us to, to go off-road. It sure is a lot of fun, even if it's just ride, riding the trails. Well, Rory, I really appreciate it again. And uh, once again, you can uh, jump over to RA Designs products.com and look at these uh, shifters and these uh, kits that allow you to uh, take your uh, Jeep uh, automatic transmission and put it in a gear and uh, decide, damn it, what gear you want it in and not have the computer do it for you. And uh, keep in mind that these uh, uh, products are also uh, available for the Toyotas and Nissans that have the uh, the same transmission. Uh, and uh, Rory, uh, you said you were on Facebook, RA Designs, uh, any Twitter no, you know, I not quite that technologically advanced. Uh, I, I signed up for an account, but I never really followed through with doing anything. So, uh, and you know, media takes a lot of time. It does. You know? So, uh, I, I just kind of try to keep the Facebook and the website up going on. The Facebook is like the kind of the current updates on what's going on, and you know, the website try to get current with current products. And there is a little notebook on my website if you want to ask a question, you can too. And I try to check that every you know to get back to people but uh, you know email you know i'm like really accessible i'll you know 
email you get you back the same day you know you, you don't have to wait for me to respond to emails so right and I, I, I try to be number one in customer service just you know and tell you if, if it's what you want or not what you want i mean i'll definitely tell people no it won't work if i don't think it's the right application because i'm not afraid to I'm not afraid to turn you away if i think you'll be unhappy right and uh, uh, this is really more of a hobby for you anyway, so it's important to you for the people to have the, the right product for the, the right application. So uh, that's wonderful. And uh, so uh, you're not on Google Plus either? Uh, no, I'm not. You know, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I just want to make sure. No, no, you know, I forgot all about that. That's something that's really new. And um, like you said, this is kind of a hobby. It's, it's my night, weeknight, weekend job. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, where I work as a product developer, um, we just started Google Plus, and uh, that's something new for us there. So I haven't really researched it for me, and, you know, trying to get something set up there. But that, that's a great idea. Yeah, Google <laughs> Google Plus is a real pain in the ass because they do not have, they do not allow any apps, automatic apps, so that you can have automatic posts. Like, for example, on xjtalk.com, whenever there's a, a post, uh, well, I have this thing set up so that every 30 minutes it will take the, the most current three posts, the last three posts on the site, and it will automatically put them on uh, Facebook and Twitter. But, oh, neat. Yeah, but that they do, Google Plus or Google does not have an interface for that. So anything that's up on Google Plus has to have been done manually. Now, there may be somebody has written something that, that allows that, but, but Google Plus doesn't have an interface for that yet, a legal interface. So uh, we've actually been helped out with a couple of XJ Talk members that were uh, uh, willing to jump in and, and, and volunteer their time to post up on Google Plus for us. So it's a very manual thing. So uh, I think that's why one of the reasons why there's not as much activity on Google Plus as there is, say, on, on Facebook and Twitter. So... Uh, I, I'm hoping that they will do something uh, different in the future uh, to, to allow automatic posting. I know that, that puts a lot of trash, potential trash out there, but also, too, uh, it generates a lot of traffic and I think a lot more interest for people being there. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks again, and uh, we, uh, we hope to uh, see you more on the site. So thank you very much again, and uh, we hope to, uh, hope to get you on the show again real soon. All right. 